everyone, and welcome back to BoJack HorsePod, the BoJack Horseman story. Today, we will be talking about Season 4, Episode 6, Stupid Piece of Shit. I'm your host, Kirsten McInnes, joined, as always, by the lovely Lindsay Wilson. Lindsay, how are you? Doing well. This is a very troubling episode for me, because I feel like it's a little bit too real, but uh, I'm okay otherwise. How are you? Okay, so my experience watching this episode... (laughs) was I was like trying to keep up and trying to write notes and I was like it's all going so fast why can't I keep up with this episode it's impossible and so like I was kind of going into like my like stupid (laughs) dumb not working brain and then at the end of the episode I look up and my chrome video speed thing is on 1.2 so it was just like just fast enough that like I'm not gonna notice that it sped up really Mm -hmm. but I was like why can't I keep up with the note like I was frantic the anxiety was getting to me and then I finish the episode and I look up and it says like 1.2 and I was like huh (laughs) let me tell you Kirsten I had the almost exact same thing happen to me (laughs) where often if I watch it on the day of I'm like okay maybe I'll put it on 1.2 1.25 just to just to get through it a little faster it's a 20 minute episode and we're in a rush (laughs) I at least like did it on purpose but within 20 seconds I was like oh no no not for this week no well yeah if I if I had known I would not have done it like that but I did not know and I don't know how I could be expected to know actually what (laughs) happened was I think because at the start not at the start, but like at the point where Princess Carolyn does like her Courtney Portnoy tongue twister, I like tried to pause it to like write all of it down. And I think while I was doing that, I must have accidentally hit the key that like speeds it. I don't. Anyways, I didn't write it down. It was impossible. It's fine. But even, you know what, despite that, I'm in a great mood today because we're not alone, Lindsay. We have a guest. People aren't going to want to listen to this one on anything more than 1x. So we have a wonderful guest. <laughs> but put it down to <laughs> 0.5, baby, so you can savor it. Um, it last as long as possible. We have, she is the co-host of the Wrestling Wrap Up over on RHAP. She has a new project over on Post Show Recaps that is just launched about Insecure and is all over basically every show's content because she watches literally everything. Mari Forth is here. Mari, how are you? Hi, Kirsten. Hi, Lindsay. I'm so glad to be here. I actually had to watch the episode, I want to say, three times to try and get all of my notes together. Like, that's how fast it was going just on regular 1.0 speed. So I'm so glad to be here. I'm glad I get to talk BoJack with you guys. And I'm I'm happy, but this is a sad episode. (laughs) Yeah, this is tough. It's a tough one. I like how you are the guest and you're professional enough to be like, no, my notes will be immaculate. I will watch the episode three times. (laughs) Lindsay and I are like, one and done. If we get it, we get it. If we don't, it's fine. (laughs) it's like when martha was here and she was like oh yeah i watched fish out of water only four times i apologize for how few times i watched it we're like what i'm sorry i don't think i've watched it four times total yeah (laughs) yes exactly and it was just like because no i want to keep up with you guys i I love how you you will pull out the quotes and stuff like that so i was like i need to know i need to have the quotes on point and yeah and it it is one of those episodes where it is going so fast and there's so many nuances to it that I definitely did want to watch it so many times. And especially, you know, this is spoiler free, but knowing how the season ends, there's just so many nuggets you find when you go back and watch this this episode. So it's, mm-hmm. it's the reason why it's one of my my favorite episodes. Yes. And this was the episode that you chose. And yeah. 
Before we started recording, you mentioned being like, oh, there's it's in between two really funny episodes. Yes. Like, was it? So, like, why did you choose this specific episode? Because I really like the depiction of like mental health here in this this episode and and the the tiny thoughts in your head and, you know, and how it can be relatable to people who are watching it. You know, that was the biggest thing. And I, I love the the different animation style to go with Bojack's inner thoughts and how this is really just this whole episode is his inner inner thoughts, except for the, the minor cutaways. So it's one of those those episodes that is just so poignant in how they get across the main like the, the, the main point that I, I just I really like it, even though it's not as fun to watch or as entertaining as Thoughts and Prayers or the one after the fracking yeah electric underground yeah underground yes yes underground yes so and i did not just know that i had to i have it written down in my notes like (laughs) don't worry i don't know stuff yeah this okay so this episode doesn't really push the plot forward so much but it is all about those like small moments and small interactions between the characters so i i think it's a good one i'm glad that we have you know some backup for it yeah i'm glad to be here yeah (laughs) this was another one I know I say this like every week at this point but this is another one that I thought was definitely at least in season five because I was like oh it's like a big concept episode like I remembered some of the cartoony stuff that happens in Bojack's head and then it was like oh wait no we're here already so aliens again (laughs) yeah definitely aliens I truly like I'm beginning to think that I've only seen season four one time whoa and because new content yeah so it like because i'm not remembering that much of it and like i know like major plot points but i'm not remembering like these small moments or like these like this like how do you not remember this episode like i think i might have to resign because i'm not qualified (laughs) to be here like that's so interesting because season four is literally my favorite season and this is how you know i ended up on here i I told Lindsay this and i was talking to you and Chappelle about it like season four is my favorite season of bojack and it is the only season that i've gone back and rewatched multiple times and i don't know if it's because i came in on the bojack franchise at this season my husband's cousin had told us like oh you gotta check out Bojack it was it was already on season four I had saw it on Netflix but you know that was back before I was really on Netflix Mm -hmm. and so I came in on season four I started watching season four and that's when I was like oh man I need to go back and watch the first three seasons and then that's how I caught up and then I yeah jumping straight into season four straight in it (laughs) is but I feel like it is very time capsuled so you can actually do that because you know it starts with him leaving so you know Mm -hmm. and then it's kind of contained the the whole season is kind of contained so yeah it was weird I I love season four I went back to one two and three and I think the reason why I'm a BoJack fan is because of season four, because I do remember watching like the first two to three episodes of season one and just not really getting it, you know? And it wasn't until after I had the context of season four that I went back and I stuck it out and I watched the the previous seasons. So that makes sense. I love the idea of someone watching the ski race and being like, I'm in. Yeah. (laughs) Honestly, it would work. It would work on me. Like what a nice show this is. So funny. So funny and absurd. Nothing terrible happens on this show. Right. Oh, about the chickens at that point. Oh my gosh, yeah. Um, Sorry, I haven't had an existential crisis about the chickens in a while. Mm -hmm. So this episode, wow. Brutal. Mm -hmm. I feel like, does anyone else have any like overarching thoughts or should we we just like jump into it? 
I think we've kind of tapped into it. It's one of these ones that I think is so important just for understanding this character. Like you've mm, mentioned, uh-huh. doesn't advance the plot so much, but like this is huge for just knowing what's going on inside that brain all the time. Well, and so I think that this is probably an episode that people use to look back at and be like, mm-hmm. well, yeah, of course, Bojack, like, Bojack is, like, sick, and, like, maybe he's not so bad, and maybe he's, like, an anti-hero. Like, I feel like this is an episode that people could cite for those arguments. I just mm-hmm. want to get ahead of that and say no. <laughs> he's st- he still sucks. He's yeah. just a person who sucks that also has mental illness, and that does exist. Okay, yeah. I'm going to skip to to feedback we got because it, like, perfectly ties into what you just said. Oh, nice. <laughs> so <laughs> Noah said... I get that this episode is supposed to make us sympathize with Bojack by showing how much pain he's in every day, but the problem is most people with depression and self-loathing exaggerate their flaws and mistakes, blowing small incidents out of proportion. But Bojack does a lot of really awful shit. (laughs) (laughs) The incidents with Herb, Petty, and Sarah Lynn are way outside what most people suffering from depression have done. To be a better person, Bojack has to stop thinking of himself as a bad person, but he is a bad person. So where does that leave us? I mean, it's it's about the thing where he needs to be better. Yeah. Like he... Like, he needs to just, like, choose to be better and then start doing things to be better. Like, uh-huh. and he doesn't seem to be equipped to do that at this point in time. So, uh, yeah, because uh, you got awful person, you have mental health strug- struggles, and then you add on top of alcoholism. And it's just like it, it you can see you can see where he can get stuck, you know, yeah. but at that point, you have to make those tiny steps to try and get to the bigger picture of being a better person because mm-hmm, yeah, yeah I, I agree. But again, like I said, I think because I saw this season first before I saw all the craziness beforehand, I did have a little bit more of a softer spot for him. And then going back mm-hmm. and seeing like season two and three and the, the Sarah Lynn stuff. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Like, <laughs> this is too bad. like I get it. Like, oh, yeah. he's bad actually. Oh, yeah. He is a stupid piece of shit. Um, yes. well, that, but, uh, but that's the thing too and that's what makes this show like so nuanced and honestly so difficult to talk about because you can recognize that someone has problems and needs help but also recognize that they're not using the help and resources they have like at this point hollyhock is in his house like wants to be in his life and instead of using that as an opportunity to be like oh i can get to know my daughter and i can open up a new chapter and i can try to be different he gets into the loop of intrusive thoughts of oh well i don't Mm -hmm. deserve to have this so i'm going to ruin it Mm -hmm. and it's understandable and he has a lot of trauma himself that leads to him being like this but it's not an excuse to like treat hollyhock like shit and not buy the milk for poor tina who's just trying to make them a healthy breakfast yeah like oh just makes me so mad like poor tina like she hasn't she been through enough <laughs> right. i'm honestly surprised that she came to work for bojack after he like beat the crap out of her, her. her. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Like, don't think you're oh a good my guy gosh yeah I, maybe that's why she did it she was like oh well, he's really not a good guy she, he he can't have his sick mom without a nurse <laughs> yeah true oh my god oh tina uh, <laughs> the unsung tina. hero of the show oh um, no Okay, so basically the way the show begins and the whole pre-credit scene is just like how Bojack gets through one single day and he wakes up and in his head he's already like, oh, you you stupid fat ass, you stupid piece of shit. He's like eating cookies and he calls himself fat for eating cookies. Like he's just like very negative self-talk. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like, get breakfast. You don't deserve breakfast. Like, shut up. Go get breakfast. Mm-hmm. It's like every little thing. Is it? He's like, and he, he's like, stop. Don't put that cookie in your mouth. Don't do it. Stop. <laughs> and he still puts the cookie in his mouth. It's like, oh it's my like, god. I can't believe you just ate that cookie. Yeah. <laughs> it's just such yeah. a loop. Tough, oh god, absolutely brutal. Like I, ca- mm-hmm. I can't imagine. Like there's even the point where he like, they they want him to go get milk for mm-hmm. breakfast, and in his brain he's just like spiraling of like, should I go? Should she go? Like what? And then he's not saying anything. He's like, say something. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. <laughs> I do think it's worth noting, like, I guess it ties in very well with all the stuff we were saying before we kind of started, where he's like, I at least I know I'm a piece of shit, and that makes me better than the people who don't know that they're pieces of shit. Like, right. I think that's ties in with what you were saying. Is like, is I, that actually better? Like, yeah, you know, right. You're, terrible, and you're still doing all this <laughs> yeah, stuff. Still doing I mean, th- that's the thing where, like, I feel like you could think, oh, maybe he's not so bad because he does recognize it. But then you're like, mm, but he he doesn't do anything to try Nothing. and change it. Like, he has no control over himself. Mm-hmm. And, like, he, this is a 50-year-old man slash horse. <laughs> like. mm-hmm. And Beatrice keeps mentioning the baby, which is going to be part of this whole episode. Mm-hmm. She, she wants milk for the baby. Mm-hmm. Yep. And referring to Bojack as Henrietta. Still. Yes. Like, oh, Still. my God. Still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, okay, so he goes out, and he's, like, worried about what's going on back home. And he has, like, an intrusive thought of, like, swerve into oncoming traffic, uh-huh. which... Yeah. It's like, you don't deserve to die young. And then he's like, oh, but now you think you're young? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I That part I laughed out loud at. <laughs> I do think it's, like, I, I think it's compelling that he's like, oh, I don't want Holly Hot getting her, like, grubby mitts all over my car. And also, I'll have to stay here with my mom. Yeah. If she stays here, and then it- she's going to get poisoned by my mom about mm-hmm. what a crappy person I am. And it's like, oh, my God. So... Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. And and this is like only the first instance of suicide ideation in this episode. There's like at least three more, like two or three more at least. Yeah. Well, I do think also like there is a line to be drawn and I don't know where that line is. I'm not a mental health professional. I'm not a psychologist or psychiatrist, but I do. I think there's a line somewhere between suicidal ideation and intrusive thoughts because Mm. like Bojack doesn't want to die he just has these like thoughts and like i've had that thought before where you're just driving and it's like well what would happen if i just swerved into oncoming right. tra- and it's like well i don't, I don't want to be dead yeah. but like sometimes you just get like a, a thought in your head or like the balcony thing the heights yes yes yeah. mine i wasn't gonna say balconies but like on a really tall stairwell when it has like the mm-hmm. gap in the middle you like look down and it's like what would happen and it's like whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa you back up yeah, lady like, like stop yeah. it it's like the call of the void or whatever like, yes the yes, yes the call of the void yes so exactly scary. Every time, I'm like, well, back up. It's like, wait a second. I actually found it so, like, uh, reassuring. I was out with friends a few weeks ago, and there's this bridge in Vancouver, and it has, it's like an alarming bridge. Like, I feel like the railing is not high enough. There is traffic right next to you. Oh, you you cannot take me there. And I, like, I don't really have a problem with heights, but I was like, if someone just came along and pushed me right now, I would be dead for sure. And oh I was God. like, but if they push me in the other direction, I get hit by a car. Like, this is a disaster. <laughs> so I, was talking, I was talking to my friends and I was like, that bridge is pretty scary, huh? And they're like, yeah. Were you thinking, like, if I got pushed right now, I'd die? I was like, yes, I was thinking. That. No, but I, here's my question for you and your friends. How often yeah. are you getting pushed around? It could happen. <laughs> you never Who's know. pushing you? you never Kirsten, know. when I go places that has... <laughs> 
I have subways, it'll be like, stay this far away from like that yellow line. And I'm yes! like, I'm going to stay at least my body height away from the edge in case mm-hmm. someone pushes me. Same. I lived in if- New York for a year and I was yes. like, I want to be as far back away from the subway as possible. I lived in Calgary for a long time and they have like the C train, which is like very troubling because they're tr- like subway type trains but like they don't go underground like it's just on street level all the time Mm. but those like I feel like I I always stand like on the yellow line and I'm like whatever I'll live forever (laughs) (laughs) but like I don't I can't think of many experiences where like like, people only normally get hit by the train if they jump in front of it, which is very sad. Yeah. It only takes one person to push me. Or there was there was one person, like, pushed a grandma in front of the train. And mm, then the, yes. the grandma... I think she survived, though. I don't know Jeez if she survived Louise. or not. I don't know about that. But, like, I was there 10 years. And only one person got pushed in front of the train in that time. So That's I'm like... Too many. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> too many I'll, stand, I'll stand on the yellow line. I don't care. Have y'all, like, I've been to the Grand Canyon, like, once when I was younger, and we were at this one point where the the rail was the most ricketyest rail. I was like, this is the Grand Canyon. This is, I can go like this, and it shakes. Oh, my and God. Was, yes, and I was, like, looking over, I was 16, I want to say, at the time. I was like, you yeah, know, I don't like this. Like, I had to take a step back, and the Grand Canyon is so big. It, it's still, when you're still there, it looks like a painting. Like, that's how, like, oh my God. big and vast. Like, the defining characteristic of this place is that it's big. We should yes. have a good railing. It's a deep, ca- <laughs> it's you. the grandest canyon we know of, like... Exactly. You do. That's literally. You just go there. You look. It's impressive, and then you don't. You just leave because it's just so. It. It. The. What I remember is being so big and so impressive that it was still unreal. Like it still oh. felt unreal while you're there. And, and then I'm you're like, like put off by the crappy railing. <laughs> exactly. I was like, I feel like the only thing I could, only way I could get the full Grand Canyon is if I'm inside the canyon. If you, you go down, and I'm like, I'm not about to go down. We're not doing these intrusive thoughts here. But like, well, don't, don't people ride like donkeys or mules down yep, into? They do the Grand Canyon. I did not. I was. That's troubling I to me. Like I've gone trail riding before on a horse, but like. Then the horse in front of mine tried to kick my horse. And then it's Mm-mm. like, well, if that my horse got kicked and I get thrown, I'm going to go down this cliff and die. And it's like, what, I'm going to die at 12 years old yeah. because, a, <laughs> because a horse kicked my horse? I think these are I think these are the the modern like anxiety thoughts. It's just all of the ways mm-hmm. I can die, especially if you're a true crime fan like myself. Yes. It's just all of the ways I can possibly die and I have to think about them right now just yep. so I can avoid them. <laughs> See, and that's why I think okay, I think that true crime is a way that people with anxiety ease their anxiety because it's like if i know how the murderers are going to do it Mm -hmm. then they won't get me because i'll be too smart and they they cannot kill me yes it's this (laughs) this is the part that is why yes okay i'm glad we can Lindsay, you like true crime too yeah i feel like i've become that person now who's like true crime is just how they make you think that the criminal justice system is good for you (laughs) it's like look you should be afraid of everyone I mean, listen, I can like true crime and still think we should abolish the police, okay? I I contain multitudes. Yeah, I think I've mentioned it on here before. It's like they talked about it on You're Wrong About it and they were like, I think it was like one of the smartest things that like the criminal justice system ever did was like convince you you should be afraid of strangers through true crime. And I was like, what? I mean, that's mind blowing. 
Yeah, well, that's, right. Well, that's the thing is if you really know about true crime, you know that it's probably not a stranger who's going to get you. So yep. make sure you keep everyone at arm's length <laughs> so they can never Keeping know everyone you. everyone a stranger. <laughs> I have yeah. no idea how we got here from the Grand Canyon. We got to true crime, <laughs> anxiety, intrusive thoughts, mm, anxiety, intrusive true thoughts, crime. Yes. Look at you. Like, look at me. What a pro. I, I'm on track here. I think all of our tangents might be like intrusive thoughts. <laughs> Often. Might be. But okay, so basically, oh my God, we're not even to the end of the credits. <laughs> so Bojack is like trying to get milk, but he pulls up to the bar and he's like, oh, just one drink and then I'll go. But he just stays in the bar all day, super drunk. He like gets in his car to drive home, driving drunk once again. Again, uh, yeah. He smashes up a lot of cars on the way out. I like how he's like, you're going to open your eyes and be sober now. Uh, Now. Now. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I I can't. can't That, like, prolonged suddenly Susan thing. Yes. (laughs) Suddenly Seustown. Is suddenly, is that even a thing? Yes, it is. It's a show. Yeah, he's like, it was a show that was on for, like, five years or Mm -hmm. something. And he's like, and you can't even remember it because you're such a stupid piece of shit. Well, maybe I'm a stupid piece of shit. From 96 to 2000, you're excused. It was from 1996 Mm -hmm. to 2000. Mm -hmm. I was just a bebe. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) What's this? Okay, what's the show about? Susan Keene has always been taken care of by someone else. She works as a copy editor at The Gale. And on her wedding day, she realizes that she and her wealthy, vain fiancé, Kip, are not meant for each other, Kip. and there's more to life than being known as the S in the Kip Richards. She leaves him at the altar, and now she's suddenly just Susan. Suddenly Susan. Suddenly but, oh, Susan. man. Okay. What does, but what, like, what's the plot? She's got to venture out on her own as a single lady. She writes in a regular column about being suddenly single. Ma'am, you broke up with him. All this privilege thrown around here in this synapses here. What the hell? I am Brooke Shields. It's hard to be single. Yeah, this is a rich, rich, white, beautiful woman being like, my life is hard because I left my extremely rich fiance. Classic Sue's Town, honestly. <laughs> Snooze Town. Yeah, honestly, like this does not sound entertaining. You I do want to say I, I really love the animation of the inside of Bojack's brain, like when he's having these types of thoughts about like the show and all that. Like I love how they do it. It's what's so it, well done. What's it similar to? We've seen something similar to this already. Was it also in Bojack's mind? Um, was there anything in Diane's mind? Oh, maybe. Oh. Aliens. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe suddenly. Because I wrote down suddenly sundown, suddenly Sue's down. And I was like, what is this? What is it supposed to be? Am I the yeah. suddenly Sue's down of people? <laughs> That's a good line. Oh, God. Anyways, so he gets home. He did not buy the milk. Hollyhock asks where he's been. And he says, she asks if he got the milk. He says, uh, <laughs> smash the credits. Credits, yeah. But as mentioned, know, Tina came through. She got the milk. <laughs> Unsung hero. Because it always comes down to Tina. I just find it hard to believe that Bojack only has one vehicle. Because you'd think that they would constantly be in the shop due to his drunk driving. That you'd mm. think he'd ha- have a backup. Like this Tesla has been through a lot already. Yeah, like what happened mm. to his original like SUV that he had before the Tesla? True. Hmm. He probably just drove it somewhere and forgot, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, now I have a Tesla. Yeah. Car replace itself. I mean, I don't know. Have you ever been in a Tesla? Never. 
There are a no. lot of them around here. I mm-hmm. had never been in a Tesla until last weekend because the people who picked me up from the airport have a Tesla SUV. And oh. they have like the white and black leather seats and it's like very fancy and sporty. Okay. And I just was like, I'll, I'll never be wealthy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> My dad loves the Teslas. He hasn't bought one yet, but he's making moves to buy one. Like he okay. just constantly talks about Teslas and electric cars and the hidden hidden grids where they'll tell you like where to charge your car and all this mm-hmm. stuff and mm-hmm. he's obsessed Cam with talks it. about Teslas a lot too yeah interested okay <laughs> that's a red flag just so you're aware that is a red flag Lindsay once yeah. again I got Grimes in the divorce I don't know where I said that recently not here but we did talk briefly about that oh divorce. no it was I guessed it on Matt Gagan's Gossip Girl podcast and mm. the episode's not going to come out for like two months but <laughs> I made that joke there so now it's going to premiere here you're scooping your your own joke we uh, this is a problem okay so (laughs) tina got the milk Mm -hmm. and i do like that the idea of a healthy breakfast is simply just eggs like it looks Mm -hmm. like scrambled eggs like the egg lobby (laughs) must have had something to do with this Uh it's a healthy breakfast for the baby yeah wait mari are there like commercials just for eggs in the states not to my knowledge Cause you, we got a lot of egg commercials. You, yeah, we get them a really? lot. Can, we have them a lot in Canada. You, next, next Big Brother Canada season, pay attention for it, cause you'll get ones where it's just like someone's like eating eggs, and their like brother will be like, "Eggs for lunch? That's weird." And the woman will be like, "Your girlfriend looks exactly like our mom. That's, That's weird. weird." And then at the end, it'll be like, "Eggs for lunch isn't weird. You're weird for thinking it's weird." Eggs.ca. Like, and then it's got like a smiley face okay. on an egg. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real ad. That clapback was just too much. Seemed like a disproportionate response. Yes. Oh my god! Like, it's like this person said your lunch is weird, and you stabbed <laughs> them in the jugular. Like that you murdered them. You ruined their whole life. Like, that's... I'm sorry. I'm. I apologize. I need to stop like napping on Sunday <laughs> afternoons. So Bojack does not have this nice, healthy breakfast with the family and the the baby. Yeah. Just um, drives off and just like parks on the side of the road. Not yeah. even on the side of the road, just it, on the road. Yeah, on the road. Get on the shoulder. Yeah, on the shoulder, asshole. He gets it. Yeah. B also says at this point, no one loves a fatty patty. And yeah. I was like, oh my God. Yeah, tough look from Grammy Graham. And is his house built on a slant? Like, what was that? (laughs) Yeah, that was funny. Bojack keeps trying to, like, push her out of the room, and she just keeps rolling back. Yeah. (laughs) Pushes her up against the wall in the different corner. So I guess it's on a slant. Yeah. Has to be. Uh, We also jump over to Vim Management with Todd and Courtney Portnoy. (laughs) Princess Carolyn's like, oh, look, it's my favorite client. And also another client, Todd. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, it's always nice to be included in a sentence, in a sentence. someone says. <laughs> oh, Todd. <laughs> I'll, I'll never write down the incredible Courtney Portnoy tongue twisters. Yeah, one of them is one that you've already said yeah, before. Yeah, because when I looked up the tongue twisters, I said the one of them that came today. So The one about the jorts. Court oh, reporter yeah, the, word. Yeah, her, they, the Love Your Tour de Force performance as the court reporter wearing jorts, the jorts yeah. wearing, or I don't know. Jorts sporting or something. I, I said it like three weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, just go back and listen to that and then come back. Yeah. <laughs> yes. 
I the and the the mistaken one. I love that the name of that being the movie and mm-hmm. mistaken. Know, yeah, <laughs> I thought that was so cool, and I'm pretty sure you guys talked about it in thoughts and prayers. But, but like, didn't so they? Didn't they also like? Because there's the movie Taken, and then isn't one of the movies in that franchise about the daughter? Like, it doing is something. So like, yeah. it's kind of like art truly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Life here. Yeah, because that, but that that one came after after this BoJack episode. Yeah, life so. reflecting Ooh, art. Oh my yeah. god. Okay, Courtney Portnoy wanted a change in representation. She mm-hmm. fired her agents, which is fine because agents are replaceable. Managers are forever. <laughs> Because Princess Carolyn has been a manager forever and has been her manager forever, for sure. Mm-hmm. She hired Rutabaga. Yeah. You haven't seen Rutabaga in a minute. When's the last time we saw him? I don't. I think we saw him in the episode where Princess Carolyn has to get rid of her agency because she loses all mm-hmm. the money because she is trying to get all of the jobs for BoJack. Right. And then... Around um, and then- Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and then right. he has his babies and gets the job, and he's like, "I love a happy ending." And we were like, "Screw you, Rubenowitz!" Rubenowitz. Yeah, because he's supposed to do the Jelly Belly movie. Oh yes, it's all coming yeah. back. Yes, I'm. I remembered something. Yeah, look at you. <laughs> look at me. <laughs> okay, so how do y'all feel about this last-minute wedding plan that Rutabaga suggests? Talks about there being like elephants there. Yeah. <laughs> Jaden Smith is going to recite a poem. Does that poem rhyme? Of course no. it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> I think I like the fact that there's apparently like a, a, a minimum for scam weddings. It's like three years. Mm-hmm. Not exclusive. <laughs> a standard Hollywood agreement yeah. for a, a fake wedding. Because Todd's like, whoa, wait, we're getting married? <laughs> <laughs> and it's this weekend. Very, very short notice. Because Rudy is like, the weekend before the movie drops. And they're like, that's this weekend. And Judah says, that's four days away. Today? That's today. That's today. <laughs> no notice is the new notice. The wedding is so fancy that they don't care if you already have plans. And the funny thing is, this is, that was the truth. Like, remember we would find out celebrities had weddings, like, after they had the weddings? There was one of those so recently. Well, I know Issa Rae just did it. Issa Rae yes, just married Yes, Issa Rae her. just did it. That's mm-hmm. what I was thinking of. Her secret man. Like, we didn't even know she had a man until that, they were married. That's the thing. These people who are, like, right. very online have spouses and partners who are very not online and i think it's healthy very healthy very healthy. and so i'm like how am i i'm online all the time how am i supposed to find someone who's not online <laughs> so now princess carolyn and mm. judah have to plan a very elaborate wedding in four days yeah very yeah. short time and rutabaga's like traditionally it's the manager who does all the yeah. planning so like this is on you princess carolyn well and that's horrible because like all these other secret weddings they don't get thrown together in four days. They just happen, like, in secret. So, like, what? Courtney mm-hmm. Portnoy's going to wear a dress off the rack? <laughs> I mean, what? she's yeah. a sample size, so she could. Oh, uh, you know what? True enough. Mm-hmm. And they're inviting all these very fancy people and just being very presumptuous that these people won't have plans in four days. Yeah. It's Courtney Portnoy marrying a supermodel. So. <laughs> <laughs> supermodel slash regular person. <laughs> he keeps me grounded slash elevates my status. <laughs> Um, yes. In the in the meantime, Hollyhock has gotten be a baby doll because she just kept asking about the baby, and it is making her happy to have this little baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Hollyhock's like, oh, she's doing such a good job, and she's sort of like 
telling B like you're doing a great job that's why the baby's being so well behaved and Bojack does not like this he's like Mm -hmm. very unhappy about it he's like don't indulge her she's not a good mother he's not into it he Bojack loses his damn mind Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah very very triggering for him and he's he's like this is not how she really was and it's just like sir pump the brakes (laughs) like like she's so sick like yeah Yeah. like it's just so cruel the way that he reacts and like i get that it's a trauma response and maybe other people could also use like a a trauma-informed like Mm -hmm. communication style with him sure but like he gets so upset he like throws the baby doll on the ground he's Mm -hmm. jealous of it and says it's looking at him smugly and he doesn't throw it off the balcony until b calls him a useless waste of her husband's jism yeah i really wish that listeners could have seen your face i didn't want to say it i didn't want to say it and i don't think that beatrice horseman would have said it either it felt very out of character yeah Yeah, and like it's rough because hollyhock's like bojack like this isn't the same person like she's just a confused old lady and she's like and he just cannot hear that he's like nope exactly we get henrietta you're unfit to be a parent with when she's talking to bojack and then he goes in his mind he's like she's right and he's and then but he gets even more upset yes give the baby back you useless this is hard to watch yeah and then that and that is what triggered him to make him think that she was in there and it's like it's kind of weird because i think most people who go through dementia with their older like relatives they you do try and convince yourself that they're in there but from Mm -hmm. a place of like love you know what i'm saying you want them to be able to try and recognize you and you want to try and be able to connect with them and hope that they're not in some far mm-hmm. off place but for him it's like it's definitely a place of hate like he's like no mm-hmm. she has to remember all of the horrible stuff she did to me you know and she's just she's doing this to make me feel even worse when yeah. she just clearly just doesn't know what's going on yeah he's like it's looking for evidence sad. that this is a this is a ruse and she's just doing this to torture him and she's mm-hmm. really in there and like he she knows he's not henrietta and then yeah. when she says this, like, he's just like, oh, see, I knew that you knew who I was. Mm-hmm. But this is so hard to watch. Like, she's so upset and it's just painful. Well, and this is, okay, so I'm now watching two shows that have, like, an Alzheimer's arc because as pe- the people are aware, I'm heavy into Grey's Anatomy. Heavy. And oh, I'm I'm season nine, episode eight, I think, okay, at this great. point. I thought you were about was- to spoil the new season. I'm like, I'm not... <laughs> Oh, no, 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 no. And I am unspoiled on everything moving forward from Grey's Anatomy. So if anyone spoils me, I will be furious. But now I'm like, okay, so don't both shows have like really sad, like Alzheimer's stuff. And (laughs) in this one, Bojack is just like a demon about it. And I'm not okay with him. But while all in the middle of all of that, Todd is at another like asexual meetup yeah. where he learns the difference between asexual and aromantic, which is like it looked like a little light bulb went off for him, which is very oh, cute. Definitely. Because he's like telling his friends like, oh, just so everybody knows, like I'm getting married and I know that's not really like an ace thing, but I'm doing it. And he's Everyone's sort of like, like, trying to apologize to them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he's at a table with a married couple and they're like, mm-hmm. what are you talking about? Just- we're both ace, but we're married to each other. Yeah. yeah. Like, as long as your partner gets it, it's fine. And I love this like arc for him because mm-hmm. I'm really I watch a lot of TV. I'm really trying to think of another show that has like really explored like asexual the asexual lifestyle or, or what I don't know what the, what you know what I'm saying like you know. like that 
it's just so good like and it's it's so informative like even seeing through Todd's eyes knowing that you can be asexual but not be aromantic like you can still crave to be in a relationship and it and it's just so interesting and I really wanted I would love to see more shows kind of like delve into that I mean if they can yes please don't do it if you can I would love to (laughs) see more um, asexual characters on tv for sure I also really like something about the way they have expressed Todd's asexuality Mm -hmm. on the show is that Todd just lives his life and experiences how he feels and what he's interested in Mm -hmm. and he like experiences it outside of like someone else putting a a meaning or label on that like he's truly figuring Mm -hmm. it out as he goes in his own time in his own way and that's I, I like everybody does that like everybody like starts to learn like how they are and what they want in their lives like on their own and it's it's not I don't think it's real if it's like someone else is putting that like label or layer on top of it and so it's just like mm. very genuine and very refreshing to see it as like oh he's just figuring it out because he's just figured out like how he is yeah <laughs> I like that he thinks he might have to get in boats because they say that their wedding was nautical themed. He's like, oh, is that an asexual thing? They're like, what? No, we just like boats. <laughs> you're, be- you're leaning heavily on the boats thing. Yeah. You're really I, up on that. I, don't, I think that boats are like, I wouldn't think of asexuality at all. I feel like, bo- like people like to have sex on boats. Isn't that the whole thing? Like if the boat's rocking? Like... I, don't, I don't know if that's uh, a thing. No. no, it's a thing. Come on. <laughs> so... Bojack goes back to the bar. Yeah. He shouldn't go to bars anymore. Like He knows that he needs to go get the doll. His mother is like sobbing hysterically on the floor, which was very, very painful to watch. And then yeah. he's like, okay, I'm going to go get doll back. And then he just ends up at the bar being like, I am making Hollyhock hate me. And mm-hmm. that's great because I hurt everyone who I let love me. And like, I yeah. convinced them to love me. And so I shouldn't even do this because everybody who loves me gets hurt. And then he's like, aha, Diane, she'll know what to do. Well, because he has like a whole montage of all the people he knows mm-hmm. who have died. Or just like been very hurt, like Penny. He's like, can Princess Carolyn help me? Can Todd help me? Diane can help me, of course. I'll call Diane. And it's like, is this what goes through his mind every time? He drags his raggedy ass back into her place. Like, <laughs> yes, I, I I would assume so. And is yeah. this what goes on in her mind when she inserts herself into his life? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not quite like this. This is rough. Right. I don't know. It was. It's not good. But Mr. Peanut Butter takes this opportunity to be a nice friend to Bojack yeah. again. Consistently unnecessarily good friend to Bojack, Mr. Yeah. Peanut Butter. He just loves him. So much. Yeah. He's a very good friend. We've talked about that a bunch. Like a lot of times we quibble with how he is as a romantic partner, but I don't think we've ever argued that he's a good friend. Not a good friend. It yeah. just goes to show that sometimes men who ain't shit can <laughs> convince their friends that they are. Well said. That's a great point. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because oh, we definitely God. see the, you know, his relationships and how he, he is in relationships. But it seems like in his friendships, he's like way more giving in a sense. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's just his friendship with Bojack. And mm-hmm. I wonder why that is. He like wants Bojack's approval so yeah. much. Mm-hmm. And for what? Yeah. Mm. Why? <laughs> like, why do you want Bojack's approval? Yeah, this man sucks. Like in yeah. this world... I want Princess Carolyn's approval, and I don't care about anybody else. Right. 
Maybe Judah. <laughs> oh, yeah, and Judah. Yeah, you're right. Maybe Judah even more than Princess Harolyn. Yeah. So, okay. So, at Mr. Peanut Butter's house, they have... Uh, Mr. Peanut Butter's house. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Peanut Butter. <laughs> they have, like, posters for his campaign that are like, California can't wait. Yes, we might. <laughs> uh, yes, we might. And when he realizes that Bojack is not okay and he's leaving, he's like, everyone take the day off. California can wait. And I laughed <laughs> so hard. It's so good because Bojack instantly is like, oh, my God, I can't let Diane see me like this because it would be the first time they've seen each other in a long time. Mm-hmm. And Which like, I okay, forgot. Oh. I really yeah, forgot same. that. Well, because oh yeah, we're six episodes into this season. Yeah, and he called her yeah. on his way back from the old Sugarman place, but I guess they've never actually seen one another. Wow. Oh, I guess she's too busy fighting with Mr. Peanut Butter and then having weird sex with him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which, again, I'm not comfortable with. Yeah. yeah. Neither Dude. is what's-her-face there. Roxy. Roxy. Roxy, mm-hmm. yeah. Roxy, okay, I, I wrote this down later on, but, like, the fact that Roxy still talks to Diane is <laughs> insane. Roxy is in an abusive friendship with Diane. <laughs> I was about to say, when was the last time she po- she had popped up before this episode? Because I... Ooh. It's been a while. Right. Like, I think yeah. at least a season ago, I feel like they were at a diner together, maybe. Where Diane was complaining about the water because Bojack was like, oh, he used yeah. to care about stuff. And she's like, you're not allowed to give water if we don't ask for it. There's a drought going on. And then she takes and Roxy's the water. lady's like, it's okay. We want the water. And she's like, I know we all want the water, but you have to ask first. <laughs> Yes. So yeah, so oh, Bojack's wow. like, oh no, like I can't see Diane, but like Mr. Peanut Butter offers to help instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so uh, also the update with the wedding is that uh, they want one of the Stranger Things kids to be a ring bearer, <laughs> and I had the like startling revelation that this show exists in the same time as Stranger Things, and to me they just don't exist at the same time, but. But were they still prepubescent? That was the question at hand. Are they still little? Can't you give something to stop that? Yeah. (laughs) Puberty. (laughs) This was the question at hand, and the answer was no. (laughs) What? (laughs) That's wild. Also, they find out that Meryl Streep is retiring and has a retirement party the same day as Courtney's wedding. And so they have to get her to cancel this party. So what if... One last job, so she's not retiring. And what does every actor want? Direct. To direct. direct Meryl Streep. <laughs> They're like, oh, but she'll never take it because every direct, every actor, like every director wants to direct Meryl Streep. And so then they suggest a movie where Meryl Streep will play every role and also direct herself. <laughs> I laughed so hard when they were like, are you suggesting some sort of nutty professor to the clumps type project? (laughs) (laughs) Have either of you ever seen the nutty professor or the nutty professor to the clumps? What what kind of question is that? (laughs) Of course. Of course we have. Cinematic (laughs) classic. I have not seen either of these films. Amazing soundtrack by Janet Jackson. (laughs) Kirsten, oh, okay. come on. I think now. I've probably seen The Nutty Professor multiple times. I think probably Nutty Professor 2 just once. I have never seen this movie. Oh, but my. I'm Jesus. looking at the, what an all-star cast. <laughs> Nutty Professor <laughs> 2. Nutty Professor was way, it was a way better movie than Nutty uh-huh. Professor 2, but Nutty Professor 2 was just way funnier. It was just way funnier because it was just over-the-top comedy and, of course, Janet Jackson. So, no, of course. But Great soundtrack. What is the plot of this movie? 
So yeah, it was, and this is the remake because the original Nutty Professor came out in like the fifties or sixties, and it started a white oh. man. But the we're talking about like the Eddie Murphy style Nutty Professor, where mm-hmm. where they did the remake of the first one, and then the second one was just like Eddie Murphy movie. being Eddie okay. Murphy, yeah. And uh, basically, the Nutty Professor he makes he's a he's a big dude. He makes this like serum that makes him like handsome and stuff, and skinny, when, skinny and <laughs> handsome, yeah. And he takes it and. It's a whole Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde type situation. Oh. So funny. Very funny set of movies. <laughs> and Eddie Murphy has never been canceled, right? Not that I'm aware no, of. No, no. Uh, halfway. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I think there's some child care suits there or something. Okay. Like, I feel like, like he's like the age support. of a man where I'd be like... I'm concerned. Worried that he's probably been canceled. Like, we, we don't want to voice our support too strongly just in case. The movies themselves, though, classics. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm just putting that out there. Because I know he okay. hasn't done anything egregious. I said, wait, as soon as this comes out. Like, I Googled, like, Eddie Murphy controversy, and I didn't see any, like, anything glaring. So where can I – is The Nutty Professor on oh my Netflix? God, we have been doing this for one hour. <laughs> oh like maybe gosh. we should just watch the Nutty Professor right now. Yeah, <laughs> like, should we should stop? We should. We should. We should. <laughs> Let's just do a play-by-play of the Nutty Professor. Should we just do a commentary? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, it's yeah. fine. I-, I was just about to say the the biggest thing is like I think Mel Mel B was suing him for like child support or something like that. Hmm. Well, because he has like canceled. Tickets. Every man that didn't pay child support, then what man be would no be man. left uncanceled? Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, Mr. Peanut Butter is going to help Bojack find this doll. So he comes in and smells B to, like, get her scent. I really like, he starts joking about, like, the different notes that he picks up. I thought that was really funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, is this really the moment to be working on your tight five? <laughs> you to me during this podcast. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, but so what I didn't understand about this is how Mr. Peanut Butter truly just like starts smashing things. I was like, why is everything getting broken? Like, what are you doing? Yeah, it's like once he got the scent, he just like went full on. Like, I have to find it. Doesn't matter how many things I break. And in yeah. fact, the more things I break, the better. <laughs> Wild. I really liked the like dog comedy of Mr. Peanut Butter following the scent. Though I do believe the scent wouldn't have gone down the road. Like the All doll right. didn't the doll didn't walk down the street, true. so I That's it so didn't true. make any sense. Like you'd think yeah. that he would have had to go like to the ground under the balcony and then like mm. climb a fence or something. Mr. Mm. Peanut Butter's really good. No, is it doesn't make any sense, but I'll give them a pass. Uh, and uh, speaking of people who have been canceled, I was just gonna say that. <laughs> so someone who has been canceled. So it turns out Bojack's like shares a fence or his balcony faces Felicity Huffman's house. Uh-huh. <laughs> she agrees that Bojack is a stupid piece of shit. <laughs> now, Ooh. yes, she is canceled. She She's made some poor choices. Yeah, she's the least cancelable of the whole scandal. I will say she seems to have taken the most, like, accountability comma but she went to she went to jail for real <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah she did like she served her time she uh, did she was the least defensive of it too so like i yeah yeah felicity not you know 
just do do more and we're you're good do do more put the work in and i'll, I'll be yeah. possibly willing to accept you back Obviously, I know who Felicity Huffman is. I've obviously seen Desperate Housewives. Um, <laughs> Greatest like, show ever. It's a phenomenal show. What What do you know Felicity Huffman from, Lindsay? Have you seen her in anything? Because I know you haven't watched Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, no, I saw she was just in that. What was it called? It was like How They See Us or something. Oh, when yeah. They see us, when, when They was See Us. One yeah. of the saddest things I've ever watched in my but entire life. So and she good. played yeah. just a miserable, horrible oh, woman. Oh, God. In it. So yeah. horrendous. Oh, yeah. I wanted to reach to the screen and punch that woman. That I was, was so mad. Perfectly mm-hmm. timed for when that dropped. So perfect. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh my God, that's that woman in the scandal. <laughs> I'm like, we do hate her. Lindsay knows her from the scandal and not from yeah. anything she's been in. Well, it's funny because like, I remember being like the other one, Laurie Lanson's, or is that her name? The Laurie Lachlan. Laurie Lachlan. Yes. I think there's an author named Laurie Lanson. <laughs> anyway, it doesn't matter. Felicity Huffman, to me at the time, I was like, of the two, like, you're definitely the one I knew less. And then pretty much immediately, I was like, oh, that's her. Because mm-hmm. it was like around the same time. Laurie Lansons is a Canadian novelist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Lindsay, no one knows who this is except you. She wrote a book called uh, The Mountain Story, I think. She did in 2015. <laughs> wow. This Russian is a woman who's wrote five <laughs> books and you know two of them. Yeah, I really liked Rush Home Road. <laughs> wow. That book is from 2002. So really? Well, look at me. So literary. Remember when I used to read books? <laughs> I I don't trust authors anymore after Margaret Atwood this week. I know. They just disappoint us. What? They do nothing but hurt us. Oh my God. Margaret Atwood retweeted the op-ed from the Toronto Star, which is like one of the most conservative newspapers in the whole country that was like, why can't we say woman anymore? And then it was just like Ugh. turf dog whistles for an entire op-ed. And like <sighs> Margaret Atwood didn't write the op-ed but she shared it and then i think started defending jk rowling as well oh so. no uh-uh. and then people yeah. are like this isn't turfy behavior she's nothing like jk rowling and then it's like right in there being like they even canceled jk rowling one tweet i saw that was like a person who says like like what's the margaret i would quote about like the rat in a maze like it's perfectly free as long as they stay in the maze is like one of her quotes and it was like mm. it's good to know that she came out firmly on the side of the maze like, <laughs> <laughs> that's good like it's 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 just so disappointing but is that like a requirement you have to be a turf to be a, a literary like writer and author what is happening? and that's what that's what I, I feel like it's like these women who are just like there's like the age range of like a certain wave of feminist and especially white women who are like i just have to be oppressed somehow (laughs) white women realized oh hey we actually also benefit from white supremacy and the misogyny of our society like above like you know women of color so let's find a way to be oppressed so they were like you know what you know who we should target trans women because mm-hmm. that's their existence is an attack on like shut mm-hmm. sit the hell down i'm so sick of people like you know what is so much easier than being loud and wrong shutting the fuck up <laughs> just sit down and shut the fuck up it's like, so easy it's so not. easy to just be <laughs> just quiet like just be quiet like just stop digging this stop hole it. like just <laughs> enough 
enough. Enough is enough. There it is. Ugh, and, I'm the, so I, sick of it. And it's so funny because it's it feels like it's the other face of like the toxic masculinity coin because it's like, yeah. why does it, why does a trans woman calling themselves a woman? How does that affect your womanhood? Like it doesn't. Like and it's so mm-hmm. annoying, you know. And and that's why I I hate it. I hate it here. That's there's a TikTok going on right now where people play it's two different Taylor Swift bridges and the second one is champagne problems. I can't remember which the first song is and it'll be like a girl being like, I stopped dressing for the male gaze and started dressing for myself. But it's literally literally just I was dressing in 2018 trends and now I'm dressing in 2021 trends. And it's I'm gonna shake you like stop it. I just I just love that I just know that Lindsay's just sitting there writing down the, the time marks. <laughs> Timestamps. Kirsten's like, I'm just gonna go and then Lindsay will have to deal with it later. <laughs> and here's the thing. Just keep it all in. People want the tangents, Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have another midterm this week? So. Oh, okay, okay. Well, it just is fine. We'll 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 snap it in. We'll okay. Going, so, we'll anyways, Felicity Huffman hates Bojack and will not give the doll back because he's been throwing things off his balcony a lot over the years. Like fifty? Did she say fifteen years? Right? She's like, I've I've lived behind you for fifteen years. Jeez, Do you know Lord. how much shit you throw off your balcony? She's like, at one point, regurgitated like cotton, cotton candy, candy sat on the hill for months before it rolled into my hot tub and who do you think has to deal with this he's like your maid and she's like well yeah but it's still super obnoxious her poor maid so bad so oh disgusting. my god truly a nightmare but like why didn't anyone get a hose like i feel like you could have dealt with that cotton candy vomit with a hose long before it like oozed down the hill like it's disgusting so nasty oh god but- she won't give the doll back until he agrees to do an arc in her new show for Sweeps. Mm-hmm. What show oh, did yeah. she say it was? FHBA a- Los Angeles. Oh. It's not it's, a real show. The one they were talking about at the asexual meeting, too. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Well, then, she also was in, she was in American Crime Story. American Crime Story. But the like one in where every they... season. Yeah, it's the anthology one. It's the one where like... Yeah, because the first, the first one was OJ, right? And then the second one was... No, not that one. There's another thing called American Crime Story. Stop it. Yeah, and like Regina King was in it too. So each season is a different crime. And I, the first season was like, I think some kids went missing or something like that. But I didn't really watch it. The second Kay. season I, I watched and it was more like, like a... Regina King's son, a, a black b- basketball player, was accused of like raping another student. And it okay, was like, so yeah. you are telling me that there are is an, an anthology series called American Crime where they do a different crime each season, and yeah, there is an anthology that, yeah. series called American Crime Story where they do a different crime each series. Yes, and I yes. Oh fuck <laughs> yes, these people! Correct. I've had enough. That's it. But why are there two? Why do they have the same name and they came out at the same time? Because one came out on like ABC and, you know, Ryan Murphy owns FX. So, and they so did. yeah, FX, ABC. Don't do it. Don't go down this rabbit hole. Kirsten. I'm so confused. <laughs> I don't. You know what? Once again, this is Ryan Murphy's fault. So I'm really sorry. I'm just like, 
It's fine. They also, okay, so they catch Meryl Streep in a box with the, <laughs> the script, because apparently that's how you you get people in, in, in Hollywood. If, if Package talent. Package yeah, if, talent, there it is. If the box falls, they're contractually obligated, and you've packaged the talent. <laughs> that is so funny. Rutabaga's like, I've already seen Heaven in it. It's Meryl Streep's Rose Garden. It did look very nice. Yes. I also liked Bojack and Mr. Peanut Butter are back at the bar. Mr. Peanut Butter's like, why are we here? When did you get a daughter? Like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a good line from Mr. Peanut Butter where he's like, so you have a daughter now? When did she get here? Or has she always been part of the gang? <laughs> <laughs> He's just such a golden retriever. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then, so Bojack is concerned the Hollyhock is getting attached, and he's going to Bojack it up. And mm-hmm. Mr. Peanut Butter's like, what? Like, be really funny and charming at a party? Yeah, be the life of the party and hang out with your good friend, Mr. Peanut Butter. I, do, I did like also where he's like, oh, I should like throw myself off my balcony, and that would really like stick it to Felicity Huffman if she had to deal with my body. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yep. I don't think she, honestly, though, she probably would be like, well, that's the last thing that'll get thrown off that balcony. (laughs) You know, right, exactly. Why does she live downhill from Bojack? Isn't she way more famous than him? At this point in time, she was beloved. (laughs) True. Yeah, but maybe, but she made her money later than him, I would think. Like, because he made his money in the 90s, yeah, so maybe he got first dibs. I mean, she's been successful for a long time. We didn't do the full rundown, but she started acting in 1978. Storied career. I especially like her 1988 role of Wheel of Fortune Girl in (laughs) Whatever Things Changes. Okay. I also thought it was Whoa, this movie sounds amazing! (laughs) You're killing me. Go on. <laughs> Keep going. But I was I was gonna say where Bojack says he doesn't deserve that kind of love from Hollyhock. So like we said earlier, essentially pushing her away before it, it goes sour. It's really just unfortunate. And you know, a lot of people a lot of people do that. This, you know, you you'd rather be the source of the reason something ends than for something to abruptly end without you knowing, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you have agency in it then, where you mm-hmm. at least can be like, well, they left because I was horrible, versus mm-hmm. if you, like, try to just, like, be normal and someone comes into your life and then they choose to leave and you're like, well, but what did I do wrong? What's exactly. the problem? Why did that? Like, at least now you could be like, oh, well, there's no confusion. They left because I'm horrible and that's why. Yeah, and um, it's also like, it's not, they didn't leave because of me, they left because of that thing I did. Like, it yeah. was that mm-hmm. specific thing, as opposed to, like, some intrinsic problem with me that I'll have to puzzle it for the rest of my life very married uh, at first sight-ish right now not that. i saw a tweet today about married at first sight and i was like oh, i need to take everyone and then i moved on which is what i will also do now <laughs> mr peanut butter has that very lovely response where he's like i don't know much about like any of the things required to be an effective governor but i do know that everyone deserves to be loved yeah, he's like i don't know much about anything <laughs> i do know everyone deserves to be loved so Rutabaga and uh, Princess Carolyn are sharing a drink in her office. They've got Meryl Streep in the box right there. Like, the, <laughs> like struggling it, to get it. She's trapped in a crate. This probably hasn't happened to her in years, you know? <laughs> and Rutabaga says they're a good team. And they get a call from Todd, who has left to question mark work on an oil rig is where he appears to be he's in he's in mr peanut butter's front lawn and right the, i forgot the fracking yeah. in his backyard oh duh yes. yeah so he's just like sitting on the hole because yeah. this is oh we didn't even talk at all about when todd goes to get advice from diane and she's like 
all marriages are a lie. And yeah. like, she really is clearly not feeling good about her relationship with Mr. Peanut Butter. Yeah, she's, she's been talking to Roxy and, she, and Roxy's like, oh, I'm actually glad you asked about me. I have like a lot of problems to talk about. And then Todd comes out and Diane's like, don't worry, I'm not doing anything. <laughs> she's the worst <laughs> friend in the world. She's such a bad friend. So yeah. bad. And and she literally is like, yeah, marriages are a lie. But at the center of that lie, there's like a great, a, like a nugget of truth. And you have to have faith that that's always there, even if you don't feel it. Like maybe believing in it is more important than feeling. And it's like, oh my God, Diane, like you, you're not in love anymore, buddy. Yeah. Like I hate to break it to you, but that love is gone. Yeah. Dark. Very dark. Very dark. He like used like uses Diane's comparison to describe it as a Tootsie Pop, which doesn't work as well because the Tootsie Pop without the middle is just a lollipop, which is not that bad. Yeah. To a Tootsie Pop, in my opinion. Oh, I like Tootsie Pops. I do not. Do but not I like, like the I like the Tootsie mini. Middle. I like the mini ones that you get on Halloween. Like, the big ones, I think, are, like, the ratios all off. Mm. I'm a blow pop type, type of person. Ah, more than nice. a Tootsie Pop, yeah. Mm-hmm. What's a blow pop? Got gum it, in the middle. It's got gum in the middle. You've never had a blow pop? No, I send cursing blow pops, please. Mm-hmm. I just would simply rather this have might a come out. I will say this is gonna come out after Halloween though, so True. dang. Mm. Well, then the candy should be on sale. So there what's your is. excuse? <laughs> it's fine. Okay, so then basically he's he's saying that the wedding is off, and Princess Caroline's like, okay, we need to make a plan. Where where's the guy from this morning? And I really liked Rudy Vegas. Says that guy dies at six. I have to go home to my seven children, who my wife really likes me to co-parent, which in her words is parenting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and uh, Princess Carolyn's very much like, ugh, like you have to just like run home, read the mystery, and then come right back. And he's yeah. like, oh my God, like thank God you're not a mother. You'd be hilarious at it. Right. Like a very mean thing to say. Yeah, I'm like, hilarious. It sounds like you wanted to say something else there, sir. Mm-hmm. Different word. I mean, I'd like to punch rutabaga in the face and that hasn't gone away like he's been out for so long uh but i'm like out of the show like we haven't seen him but i'm still just like oh you jerk like what you did so mean carolyn is so wrong but what i love is that judah comes in and judah hates rutabaga so much (laughs) which makes me love judah all the more (laughs) i love he's like do you want me to get rid of him? I have a list of ways. We could politely ask him to leave. Oh, that's it. That's all I've got. Like, I apologize for misleading you, but the number of ways. <laughs> Judah is so amazing. Like he, I love him. Him and, and Carolyn's dynamic are just one of the best parts of the whole entire series. Yeah, and he, like, he uses this opportunity to be like, I have worked with people like Rutabaga before at big firms, and I told myself I would never, like, work there again you're nothing like him because you care about people other than yourself like he's just so nice to princess carolyn even though like a lot of the nice things she does he's really done so like (laughs) i don't know and then he also says she would make a wonderful mother which is good because she pulls out a positive pregnancy test big reveal yeah imagine you have a positive pregnancy test in your purse and you have Meryl Streep in a box. Like, what do you tell your boyfriend about first? Yeah. <laughs> Which item is more compelling? Dang. Like, as somebody who's had to tell somebody uh, I've had a positive pregnancy test, I still think I'd t- talk about Meryl first. Like, like right there. Meryl Streep. <laughs> like, that's the... Do you get, like, Meryl Streep to wear some sort of shirt that announces the pregnancy? Oh, that would be so like, cool. <laughs> oh, nice. Like, put the shirt on, Meryl, and I'll let you out. We'll, we'll pick up your option. <laughs> put the shirt on. Um... 
But yeah, so Bojack finally comes home at the end of the episode, and he is stressing a lot about, like, hurting Hollyhock and being a bad dad. Just more of that, like, horrible self-talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, like your poison's already in her, and you're going to ruin her, and he's yeah. like, shut up, just go talk to her. And so he kind of, like, forces himself to go out and see her. She asks where he goes all day. Yeah, which is tough because he's like, oh, I just like go sit on the side of the road. And she's like, seriously, like you'd rather do that than be with me. Like, I know I'm a nerd and I'm 17 and you didn't ask for this, but like, Uh it's tough. Yeah. And this is where we see that Hollyhock is kind of internalizing Bojack's actions onto herself. And, you know, he tries to tell her not to because he says, I'm if I'm the piece of shit, then it's because of me. It's not because of anything you do. But then this is where this is what really broke my heart is Hollyhock is like, oh, that like voice in my head that tells me I'm stupid and like a loser that goes away. Right. Like it's just a stupid teenage girl thing and it's going to like stop when I get older. And Bojack's like, yeah. And then Mm -hmm. the episode ends and you're like, why do you do this to me? This horrible show. Mm -hmm. I hope Raphael Bob Waksberg also never knows peace. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> well speaking of him in the trivia section on the wiki page for this it says uh, according to Raphael Bob Waksberg the episode was originally supposed to be told completely from Judah's perspective but they had difficulty figuring out how to how this idea could sustain a whole episode and how Judah who was almost always at Princess Carolyn's side could <laughs> organically interact with the rest of the characters Waksberg realized that the most interesting brain to be in was Bojack's and thus this episode centers on him I know how Judah's brain works. Yeah. Like, what an odd thing to even think of to be like, would this be good? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, how would he have, how would we have gotten Hollyhock's story through Judah? Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, but like the Hmm. first couple of episodes of this season were like very about one plot line. So I feel like they could have rearranged things to have one that was more heavily like Princess Carolyn focused and have it from Judah's point of view. I'll never forgive him for not giving us that. Wow. <laughs> yeah. We got a lot of feedback this week. Of course we did. So Classic. Al- Alex wrote in and said, they really did Amy Sedaris dirty with all these Courtney Portnoy tongue twisters. They keep giving her <laughs> crying emoji. <laughs> she crushed it. Yeah. I and love every one of them. Three comments with spoilers in them. So we will skip those. Carolyn wrote in and they said what do you think about what do you think Meryl Streep's Nutty Professor-esque movie is about what do we think the plot is well but the thing is is it could be literally anything she can do it all she's a chameleon (laughs) what if it was what if it was like 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 August of Osage County, but just her in all of the parts? <laughs> I like that that's where your brain went, because mine was like, what if it's the Devil Wears Prada, but she's all of them? <laughs> so versatile. She, she could be a way better villain that, than that little punk with the grilled cheese sandwiches. <laughs> Jules says the art style and stream of consciousness, consciousness narration in this episode is almost exactly how my depression feels on bad days. The end with Hollyhock confessing that she has these thoughts too is absolutely heartbreaking. Do you guys yeah. think Bojack did the right thing by telling her those thoughts will go away as she gets older? Or should he have been honest with her that she might feel that way for a long time? No, I, I don't think it's the right thing to be like, yeah, it definitely goes away. Because now when it doesn't go away, she's going to be like, I'm defective. Yeah, she's going to think there's something wrong with true. her. And thank you, Jules, for sharing that about yourself. I didn't, even uh, think, I didn't even think about that. I, I thought it was... I did think it was kind of sweet in a sense to kind of like give her a little bit of hope that they mm-hmm. might go away. But you're right. it It's hard because 
like you said, if they don't, then she's going to automatically think something's wrong with her. Yeah, uh, and I honestly think Bojack is, like, maybe not equipped to do that in a good way. I feel like that's you'd true. Be like, no, you're going to feel like this forever, and you're going to think you're a piece of shit, and you, people are right not to like you're you. You're right. You know what? He probably should have been like, you know what? Let's call Mr. Peanut Butter to talk to you. <laughs> or your eight dads. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They would give you way better advice. Like, who are good dads. Yeah, Sarah sent a really lovely message. I sent part of it in to Kirsten earlier. Okay, let me see what else she said. Sarah made me cry for the record. Yeah, so Sarah said, this is one of her top five episodes. One of the tenets of my life recently has been trying to approach everyone with grace, and I think that's the hardest part of grappling with Bojack as a character, because he is sympathetic and relatable, but that doesn't excuse his shitty behavior. Mm Mm-hmm. We see ourselves in him, but we want him to be better, and we want ourselves to be better, too. But sometimes you just feel like a stupid piece of shit, and the comparison in the show between Bojack and Hollyhock, who have similar inner voice issues, becomes more stark as each episode goes on. And then she sent a really lovely message and says she especially likes Kirsten talking so freely about her depression because it's nice to have that representation in a podcast. So, Kirsten, thank you for your vulnerability. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a little tip, everyone. All of the podcasters are depressed. <laughs> you don't get to yes. be funny without trauma. <laughs> Sprinkle then, in a little bit of anxiety as well. Yeah. Oh, especially go. that's even more so than depression for me. Yeah. yeah. And then more feelings here. Okay. She said, Mari, oh. Kirsten, and Lindsay, thank you for being such incredible women in my life and in my ears. You're all fabulous. And don't listen Great. to that inner voice telling you you're not enough because to me, you're everything. Oh my god! So I messaged Sarah, and she was like, "I was really in my feels watching this episode." Sarah's so so sweet too. Oh my god! Amazing. Thank you, Sarah. (laughs) Yeah, no good segue. But Stefan says, "For me, this is the single most important episode of BoJack. I've shown this episode to people for two reasons: so they can see that despite being a cartoon, the show has real depth and humor, and second, because no single episode of TV better explains my daily life." Bojack's inner monologue is basically the same as mine, and it can be hard for people to understand depression, stress, and anxiety if mm-hmm. they can't see any outward signs. So I show them this episode. This is what it looks like, even if you hide it behind smiles and laughter. Thank you for sharing, Stefan. Yes, yes, thank, thank you, you for sharing. For oh sh- it's people true. are so vulnerable and honest in their feedback. It was very kind. Uh, mm-hmm. And then he said, P.S. Doll sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I thought the little doll was kind of cute. <laughs> that that smug was. look. I like yeah. the idea of all these little baby dolls, but they're little animals. Yeah, I do like, like that. that. Yeah, like that's so cute. Like, what you get like a little like little like puppy or like an owl or Ooh. like a little cow, baby like, elephant. Not a baby elephant, Mari. I used to, to, um, like, my mom would just buy me elephant stuffed animals all the time. Like, I didn't ever, like, want to collect them, but it, like, became a collection. The thing? Yeah. You know? Once you start, Um, you gotta just keep doing it. Yes. Lily had the final message. I also sent this to Kirsten already, but I'm going to read it anyway. I recently found your show and proceeded to listen to nothing else for about a month. I'm a little heartbroken that I'm all caught up. (laughs) Also, thanks for making a podcast about Bojack. I feel like oftentimes a discussion about this show just turns into being talked down to by a man who thinks they know everything. I appreciate your female perspective. (laughs) Love it. (laughs) Never let a man talk down to you. Um, We also, we've got some tweets. I've been harassing people like all week on Twitter to come listen to our podcast. So I'm, I'm working on that. But we got Rose is a new listener who says, can't get through your podcast fast enough. Loving it so much. I've been binged for the last two days and I'm only on season two. Bojack is one of my favorite shows. And I love that people are still talking about it even after its completion. She loves that Lenny Turtletop has hair. 
because turtles don't have hair. Who is he fooling? And then also said in the feedback thread for this episode, does being self-aware of the shitty things you do make you a shitty person because it can be perceived as a justification for terrible actions? Love the show. Mm. Love you ladies. And the little tangents you go on make my (laughs) crappy uni days better. And yeah, I think we kind of discussed it. It's like recognizing your shitty doesn't make a difference unless you make a change. Exactly. And I think we talked about it a lot when we were talking about maybe Todd. When Todd's like, you can't just keep doing things. Like, you have to be better. And, like, we were talking about, like, yeah, he can say as much as he wants. Like, I am being shitty. That's just who I am. It's like, okay, you can't, like, that's not anything unless you're actually going to do something about it. Like, it's all well and good that you see it. That almost makes it worse if you're not going to do anything about it. Uh Yes. We also got a question from Ariel asking if we ever watched the show Between the Lions as kids. Because the lion father on that show is who the lion musician is based on in Hooray Todd. And they were of that show. hoping that we would <laughs> reference it. Now I'm looking up Between the Lions and I do I think feel I know like that show. I feel like these creepy puppets look familiar, yeah. but I have no memory. Like this you've unlocked um, like I probably watched the show, but I do not remember it. Yeah, this right, that seems that these lions are scary looking. Yeah. I mean a lot of those puppetries back then was kind of scary looking to me. Like dinosaurs. Yeah. Oh my god, dinosaurs are so creepy. Yeah, I think I've watched this before, but I couldn't tell you a thing. I couldn't tell you a thing about it. I've seen the lions. I don't know anything about the show. So I our apologies, Ariel. And they're a reference to what now? So in the Hooray Todd episode where he like hits the triangle, I guess mm-hmm. the like lion conductor is supposed to be maybe based off of that dad. But oh. I feel like Ariel, you might have made that up. Because I don't see a source for that. Well, I just think it's like, I think we're also, like, the release was 2000 to 2010, and the show is promoting reading, apparently. And I think that's, like, I was 10 at this point. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I feel like it's probably a show that I would have seen on, like, PBS Kids. But, like, was I actually watching it? No. Because, yeah, even (laughs) I think I was a little too old for it as well. Yeah. We also got another review, Kirsten, from... Yeah, I think you sent it to me, actually. You won't be surprised. Oh, right. I did. (laughs) KB wrote in and said, ugh, not enough tangents. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) This is the episode for you. Last week also. (laughs) Okay. You know what? Whatever. This has been fun. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Mari, for joining us. Yes. Thank you so much, Mari. I am so excited that you were able to stop by. I thought you'd be too busy with football on a Sunday. <laughs> uh, yeah, my team played earlier and we lost. So oh, that no. sucks. We are not happy campers today. So if you're listening to the nothing but Netflix on you and Chappelle seems a little down, it's we are both mourning right now. So Shoot. but it's, 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 it's what it happens. And by the time this comes out, maybe we'll, we have one again. Again, so <laughs> I'll have my I'll have my fingers crossed. Y- y'all are Ravens fans, right? Yes, yes okay, exactly. Well, I'll I'll hope that the Ravens win a game because I don't have a rooting interest, a horse in the race for Please. the NFL. Please, but yeah, bandwagon. But yeah, thank um, you for having me, guys. I'm so excited. I'm I'm glad I can be here to witness the tangents, add a little <laughs> bit to the conversation. <laughs> so much. Plug your stuff too, Mary. Yes, yes. Tell everyone where they can find you. Yeah, like you said, every week me and Matt Scott are on the Wrestling Rehap Up podcast um, talking about the week in wrestling highlights. Pop in because you might see a, hear a, f- a familiar voice sometime soon on the Wrestling Rehap Up. 
there. The tantalizing. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it's Lindsay. She loves wrestling. You know what's funny? I feel like there was so much wrestling on in my childhood. Like I had very strong opinions about Bret Hart. Oh, love Bret Hart. Bret, <laughs> the Hitman Hart. Hitman. Right, be- yes. right before the pandemic, his daughter opened like a juice shop, like Ooh. two blocks from my old apartment in Calgary. And it just like opened at the exact wrong time and oh. never got to fully be open and then went out of business. Dang. You know those like foam fingers you can buy at sporting events? We had one that was like in the shape of a heart for Bret Hart for some reason. That's awesome. Well, somebody probably went to a wrestling event back in the day then. That's probably yeah. exactly what happened. Sounds yeah. unlike us. <laughs> no, they were on the farm milking cows and square dancing. They were yeah. like wrestling. Famously. My brother was big into it though so maybe he did something. I'm telling you, he probably snuck off somewhere. And- you can also find me Chappelle and Latanya Starks every week previewing sorry reviewing Insecure the fifth and final season of Insecure every week on post show recaps so wherever you wherever you're you can subscribe to post show recaps that's what we'll be at so thank you guys thank you for having me on yes thank you for being here this was amazing I I'm sorry for my words and behavior throughout this podcast. It is okay. Um, but it's just who I am, and I think everyone else is used to that by now. You can connect with this podcast more by tweeting us at BoJackHorsePod, by emailing us BoJackHorsePod at gmail.com, or you can fill in our little easy form, tinyurl.com slash BoJackHorsePod. Lindsay is occasionally talking about The Simpsons over on the Simpsons Then and Now podcast, where they... There's an old episode. There's a new episode. Talk about the the connecting threads. And I know y'all haven't all listened to all of the backstory. So just like if all of you downloaded like two episodes, that'd make a big difference. And maybe I was on Renap this week. Maybe. And in theory, yeah, Lindsay should have been on the most recent Renap. <laughs> and if she wasn't, then know that a Something bad is dead to me. And I will <laughs> never forgive him for the disrespect that he has done to my great friend and co-host. <laughs> I will... I'll, I'll be so mad. I'll be so mad. <laughs> I don't know what's going to um, happen, Kirsten. Like, I just gonna, don't know. Like, I'm, liter- I'm literally, like, I will leave my human body. I will become a demon. Like, I, he will be so dead to me. It's not even funny. Like, he thinks, like, Ali Lasher hates Renap. It will be nothing compared to the wrath that I will have. You can also hear from me. The finale recap of Kowski Cast just came out. Because uh, the minute there's no deadline, Mary's like, oh, I can take three weeks to edit an episode <laughs> um as well as i haven't been on any other podcasts you can check me out on twitch at kirsten said at twitch.tv slash kirsten said what twitter kirsten said what instagram tiktok everywhere at kirsten said what and we will be back next week to talk about season four episode seven of bojack and that will be underground with another special guest back-to-back guest guys so we will see you next time bye bye bye